0: Plays. And Yannick Ngagwe traded once already this year from Jacksonville to Minnesota, now has been traded from Minnesota to Baltimore. Ngagwe gets to
1: go home, gets to go back to the place he wanted to be all along. The Ravens trade a third round pick in 2021 and a conditional fifth round pick in 2022. And then- What's well, happening, well, happening, Vikings, Vikings fans? fans. Good to be back in the studio. This is Nick with the Vikes Verified Podcast. Coming to you guys today on the Vikings bye week. Going to be talking a little bit about recent news with the team, players that could be moved before the deadline, and also some around the league talk. How are we feeling in the booth today, Matt?
0: What is going on, guys? We're feeling pretty good today. I'm coming high off a win, and it's not from the Vikings. It's from a heated match between your two co-hosts in our fantasy league. Wow. Wow. Your Blind squirrel
1: finds a nut every
0: once in a while. You know, that's uh, what they say. You know, that's that's funny. Maybe if you find the playoffs, we'll start you, talking.
1: Uh, we will call that edging <laughs> one out with all of my starters on buy. So, I mean, It's always good a good It's always go a good, game. You. A always a good a w. game. I guess congratulations to you, but we'll talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> all right.
0: See. Well, let's get started. Nick,
1: what are your thoughts on the Ngakwe trade to so the for Ravens? Me, um, I think Ngakwe obviously was looking to go to a contender before all this happened when he was looking for trades in Jacksonville and obviously we were looked at as a potential contender this year but with the way things have been going and Ngakwe always wanted to be in Baltimore I think that we just kind of shipped him off because we knew we'd have to pay him or let him walk after this season Uh, Matt how are we feeling about the value that we get back from Baltimore in this one well
0: we're feeling pretty bad about it honestly um we're giving up it sounds like 50 spots at least uh, for six games and 10 million dollars that's a lot for a small amount of games and basically impact on our team i really liked what he did for us but if they really thought they weren't gonna resign him or make him a long-term addition the trade in the first place i mean doesn't i get it but it just kind of makes it a little bit more
1: suspicious as to why they
0: made it yeah. Seemed almost more desperate move
1: I agree and if we're three and three right now this move is not happening so yeah. this all has to do with how the season's unfolded and to me it was kind of a Maybe a sign from the front office saying maybe this won't be a year that we compete, you know what I mean? Because he was clearly our best player on the defensive front thus far, uh, was near the top of the league in sacks, was playing great against the run, and just he was anchoring us up front. And now not having that presence and Hunter out for the season, I mean, I can't see us winning in the trenches versus many teams. Well, yeah,
0: the writing's on the wall with our cap position, really. I think they're starting to see that they're going to have to make moves now that we're not competitive to set themselves up the best they can financially. So we're going to start to see guys go, probably. This is going to be probably an active deadline for us, and we've already
1: seen one trade. I wouldn't be surprised to see one or two more. I would definitely not be surprised, and uh, there's a couple guys that I would hate to see go, obviously. I don't know if it's true. I saw a rumor swirl around about a potential Harrison Smith trade, and as Vikings fans we all know how sad it would be to see him go and let's talk about guys who more realistically could be moved i'm thinking anthony harris maybe o'reilly reef uh rudolph potentially i've heard rumblings about Thielen, but uh what do you think about that
0: to me my top three in order would probably go if i had to start i would probably get rid of rudolph first just because his contract uh his usage has gone down these last two years i really love him as a as a guy in the locker room and a red zone threat threat, but with irv here we kind of have a little bit of flexibility there and if we can find good value this this trade deadline let's get rid of him
1: yeah Yeah. and there's got there's certainly a contender out there that wouldn't mind having kyle rudolph especially in red zone situations uh be interesting to see if anyone really goes after him but i think what will be more interesting is what kind of value can we get for him you know because he's a guy who scores touchdowns and he's had Great success in the red zone, but he's not really stretched the field in these past two or three years, so it'll be interesting to see what we get. If You You can get two fours. Two fours. Are we thinking maybe maybe, we could maybe sneak a third? Maybe one third. I don't
0: know. Just to get rid of the contract in itself, that's going to be huge for us. And also guys like Reef and Harris, uh, especially Harris, not knowing if we're going to re-sign him or not. If they know they don't have the money to do it, then get value for them. Don't just let them walk and wait a year for the comp, trying to get value just like you did for the Ngakwe trade.
1: So one that makes sense to us, me and Matt anyways, is dealing Riley Reef down to Tennessee. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Tennessee, obviously looking to be a competitive team this year, had a tough loss to Pittsburgh today, but they are certainly in the mix for the playoffs, riding King Henry's coattails. Yeah. and. They're looking at left tackle. Taylor Lewan went down for the season, and Tannehill was running for his life at times today. So Reef is, I would say, about as middle of a road tackle as it gets, and I think that could be kind of a glue piece for them to slap on to this offensive line and hopefully help them protect Tannehill down the stretch here because they got weapons on the perimeter. AJ yeah. Brown. No, they're uh, nice Khalif this Ravens, year. But yeah, they're good. John Smith and Corey Davis. I mean, they they could really compete. Tannehill's playing real well. Yeah, that one just makes a lot of sense to us. So.
0: I really like that one, too. Uh, I knew ex- exactly when I heard LaJuan was out for the season. I saw it as a logical fit, especially with us struggling. If they find a value for him and we can get rid of him, I'm totally on board with it. But I'm also another fit that in, I yeah. see is Anthony Harris going to the Cleveland Browns potentially and potentially reuniting himself with Kevin Stefanski.
1: I could totally see that. and. As much as you can love-hate Anderson Dale, we can all agree that he's not the best option for them if they're looking for a solid safety the rest of this season. So that that secondary
0: is getting torn up yeah. this year. They could definitely use some help if they want to make a run in, against the Steelers and those guys.
1: Yeah, I could see that move being made. Uh, their Browns have played better than expected this year. And, you know anthony harris is a guy who hasn't made a ton of standout plays for us this year but he's a solid solid safety and they've
0: got money to pay him too if they want to extend it. we'll
1: be lucky to have him i agree so let's move on to kyle rudolph potential fit that i could maybe see is maybe if the with the nfc east being so bad the dallas cowboys as crazy as it is still have a shot to make the playoffs that division is something it's a joke but a team like Dallas getting maybe a Kyle Rudolph a big red zone threat. Who knows who's going to be playing quarterback with Dalton going down today. If Ben Danucci's in there, you know, get him a friendly red zone guy yeah, who can go up and get the trust. ball. Yeah, And Jerry Jones has seen it live. I mean, Kyle Rudolph one-handed in AT&T Stadium. You know, that's just a fit that makes sense to me. Uh, I could see a lot of other teams that are competing going for him as well. But, yeah, it would be sad to see Rudy go, especially – You know, with all those man of the year nominations, he's been a great guy in the community, great guy in the locker room. But I think, you know, he might just be looking to get to a contending team. And I think he could help a team out, score some touchdowns. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I would say those are our top three fits for sure. If there are any other guys that potentially could get moved, I guess names like Tajay Sharp, Pat Elfline, other, just basically any other veterans yeah. that may be on their last two
1: deals that we can get value for. And as much as I hate to say it, I really could – I would not be surprised if a big name goes. Yeah. Um, a big name we'll referring see. to maybe Adam Thielen, uh, maybe Harrison Smith. I would Smith. love to keep I would Harry hate to see it go. The rest are yeah. fair game. I, but I'm just saying I don't think it's impossible no. as much as I hate to say it. It all depends I mean, on value, I yeah. think, really. We'll see because you never know who's going to come calling for guys like that. I mean – Teams will come calling now because they know we're not, you know, we might be looking to move some guys. So they could inquire for Thielen or Smith, and if they give us a good enough value, I think we could maybe see one of them go.
0: At the end of the day, it's going to be a busy trade deadline for the Vikings. And moving on to our next segment, Sunday stories from around the league. It was a jam-packed day of games with a
1: lot of thrilling ones. Great slate of games. Nick, what was one that stood out to you? For me, it's Bengals-Browns, and for a couple reasons. I had Joe Burrow starting in fantasy today. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, Matt squeaks sold a pretty bullshit win against me. Rack it up. I'll give him Ws give him a w. this week, though. He can have it. But uh, 37-34, Browns beat the Bengals. Baker Mayfield tosses five tutties. Joe Burrow, 406 yards, three touchdowns. I thought Burrow looked great today. Uh, ended with 33.4 fantasy points, I believe. But ultimately couldn't get it done. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, the hero on the last drive, a Michigan product. Hate Michigan. Don't want to speak on Michigan right now. But okay, another, yeah, I agree on that one. Yeah, a couple other guys that stepped up. Hollywood Richard Higgins, big game, six catches, 110 yards. Uh, prayers up for Odell Beckham. Uh, didn't look good there with the knee injury. Yeah. Hopefully it's just but you're gonna need him. Yeah. Hopefully it can be more of like an MCL tweak, and hopefully the ACL's is undamaged. But We'll see what happens with that one. But that was my game of the week. What was yours?
0: Mine was the meltdown in Hotlanta. Another utter collapse from the Atlanta Falcons. Everyone thought It's maybe all you...
1: so familiar with Atlanta.
0: Exactly. Everyone thought maybe by removing Dan Quinn that they'd change their fortunes. They're going to need a hell of a lot N- more. Nope. Next thing you know, Gurley's just crossing the goal line and giving them <laughs> a minute left in the game, and I think everyone knew at that point that they were going to blow it.
1: Just a split second. Talk about a split second deciding that game. Yeah, just girly not being able to decide soon enough to get down. I mean, seen
0: it twice in two days. The Penn State game, it cost them the game as well. I yes. mean, you just can't do that in those situations. And, you got to know the clock.
1: And one thing you can't do is give Matt Stafford the ball. Yeah, with an opportunity to win the ball game because yeah, you know he can get winning. it done. Thirty yes.
0: fourth quarter comebacks now. It's yeah. legit.
1: Day Steven Gostowski continues his up and down season. His glory days seem to be behind him. After missing a field goal today, uh, Steelers take. The W, twenty seven twenty four. 24 misses the game-tying field goal as time expires. Uh, Steelers look legit this year. I like the Steelers. Big Ben is oh. as crafty as usual. Not very mobile guy anymore. That offense is back rolling again, though. Yeah. That and wide talk, receiver factor. Can we talk about how Juju Smith-Schuster might be potentially the second best or oh, yeah. third best He's, receiver I mean, on I that roster? That's I mean, the thing is that, that wide receiving court. It's so deep.
0: They Chase just draft so going well.
1: Off. Deontay Johnson is not half bad. Holy shit, he's a great player.
0: And none of them in the first.
1: None of them in the first. And then talk about James. a guy like James Washington who's just sitting on the bench. Yeah. I mean, that's a deep threat. They got a core there, and that's exactly what Ben needs, is guys he can throw it up to. Because let's be honest, he's not going to really improvise for them much anymore with his legs. So uh, to have such a good core there in Pittsburgh along with that, lethal defensive front bud dupree and tj wide off the edges i think they're a legit legit contender this year
0: yeah i really agree with that i think they played really well today but i think the titans showed that they can compete with them and that they're gonna be a legit team this year yeah so what do you think about the <clears throat> green bay packers the green bay packers come into houston and take one on the road against a lifeless
1: lifeless texans team, team. defenses looked horrible all year Rodgers torched them again 283 yards, four touchdowns, DeVonte Adams almost 200 yards, two touchdowns on 13 catches. Oh, their offense is as high powered as usual and, and Texans defense is Swiss cheese yeah, out there. that's a demoralized team down there. So I mean, it was a good win for them, but I don't think it's a statement by any means.
0: Bears got a Monday night showdown against the Rams tomorrow. We'll see how they fare. They are a surprising 5-1 yeah. team, but I <laughs> I say fraud. As much as I hate to say it. Pretender, not contender. You
1: always have a chance with Foles. He's been there, done that. Yeah,
0: I like it. But when it comes down to it against some of the
1: top teams, I don't think they'll be able to pull some of this stuff out. I don't know. I think Bears get a win tomorrow, Monday night. Yeah, Yeah, I think they'll win tomorrow, too. Um, I'm just not a big fan. To be honest, not a huge fan of Goff, and I don't think he's really going to get it done tomorrow against a very stout Bears defense.
0: Rams really got a reality check after that first big year with McVay. Yeah, I mean, he's been...
1: A little he's been bit all right. figured out, yeah. I would say, but he's had some learning A couple curves. Couple new wrinkles he's he brought into obstacles. the league. His inaugural season as coach, and
0: he's his wrinkles have been figured out. So That's he just has to saying. expand his game. They got the
1: film on him exactly.
0: But he's all right. They're doing all right. Yep. Yeah.
1: So looking ahead uh, to the next three games for the Vikings, coming down the stretch here after the bye, uh, all division games we go Packers, Lions, Bears. So, See how we stack
0: up against our own yeah. division.
1: And hopefully we can take two out of three. I mean, I don't even care about the winning at this point. I just want to see us compete yeah. and have fun playing football. I want to see some of the players start to enjoy the game because it looks like everyone's very tense. Obviously a lot going on in that front office and locker room. So, I mean, it'd just be good to see them come out and compete I think, with the Packers. I think the Vikings
0: are going to start throwing some of these younger guys into the fire and just yeah. kind of letting
1: them learn by Certainly. Experience. I mean, bump Cleveland out to tackle. We drafted him as a tackle maybe Get them some reps there. Uh, another reason why the reef trade makes sense. Yep. But yeah, just let these guys get confidence and just let them keep making plays and just try to win games. Yeah. So, we'll see how things shake down. I mean, I wouldn't say we're in tanky mode yet. We're gonna obviously go out and try to win games, but I mean,
0: yeah, I don't think we're in tanky mode. Zimmer's always gonna go yeah, try to win but the line at the same time. Win. Zimmer's job on the line. They might try to just value having those young guys get experience over putting up a. Kind of middle of the road record. It's just not what's what's really worth. What's going to be more worth in the long run? I think getting those guys reps
1: and maybe yeah. losing a couple more games. Yeah, realistically, we're looking. We're kind of playing for next year, in some ways, because we might yeah. see a change at quarterback. So who knows? two points so, will yeah, do to you? Exactly. So
0: on to our, our studs, studs, and studs and duds from Week Seven fantasy football matchups. My studs were AJ Brown, who was critical for me and my. W in our hometown league and also we had james robinson with
1: a 30 piece 30 piece studs for me i got uh, some perimeter love wide receivers today devontae adams 38.1 points today as well as tyler lockett who has 42 and counting right now as we speak so
0: russell wilson
1: Doing yeah, big production from receivers this week. Uh, a couple duds for me. I had A.J. Dillon was supposed to have a decent workload for the Packers today. Uh, That's a tough pick. I came out know. with 1.1, 1. 1, so I mean, <laughs> didn't produce anything for me to even consider keeping him on the roster. It's yeah. an immediate cut for me. So uh, Another dud for me is Noah Fant today. And Noah Fant, I knew he'd been dealing with a little injury, but like, you know, when you see Snow on the ground in the pregame, you're kind of thinking... It's tough. You never yeah. know how it's going to go. The it's conditions can play into that, but he didn't look 100 out there today, and gave he's me a, a guy. A, stash. a measly 5.3. You got to stash him though. Oh, he's going to stay on the roster, but uh, yeah, just Ma- needed him to. You know, the difference was a couple points today, and if I could get those, I know it was, one it was a tight one today. A, a little more yak. I mean, he was. He didn't get much yards after the catch. He clearly yeah. was dealing with that ankle, but yeah, those are my duds. Uh,
0: yards. mine were Kenny and Drake and Josh Jacobs. Another tough week from both of them. Neither of them were able to find the end zone. I was predict- uh, really expecting more. They each had decent matchups, but just really have been not too involved in the games lately and have been kind of touchdown dependent, so I'm hoping to see
1: some improvement from them. Wrapping up the bye week edition on the VV Podcast. Uh, looking forward to Vikings football again next week, but honestly, it was good to just kick back today, kind of pay more attention to fantasy and just, see all the other games, see all the other teams are doing. So looking forward to Vikings again next week. Let us know if you want more fantasy football insights on this podcast, because we're definitely bringing that as well. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on moving into next week, Matt?
0: Well, another solid podcast for our bi-week edition. Big dubs in fantasy, and I'm hoping to carry that over to a huge win against our rival Packers. It's going to be a good one, and hopefully we can compete and and give them a loss in their place. Yeah.
1: We got to walk in there and take one. But, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday for a little preview on that game, uh, a little more in-depth matchup-wise. So looking forward to that, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. Skull bikes, Skull bikes.